player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 115 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How we doing? Good. First time being back around this table since Extra Life. We weren't in sync at all, you're, you're but it was good slow. enough. We were Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. All right, we're going to get tickets! Yes. August. It's Jess and I want to go. I'm in. Okay. I'm down. I'm up. <laughs> up, down. Up, Left, up, right. We're, we're up, up, down, down for Backstreet Boys. What? Um... Hey yo. So hey hey Sean. Hey Kevin. You know what people should do if they're watching us for the first time? What should people do for They should definitely like this video, hit subscribe, but even if you've already subscribed, make sure you hit the little bell so you get the little ding my bell. When we post a video. I don't know if that's how it goes. Just hit the bell so you get the notifications. Um But do you know what's even cooler than subscribing to us at youtube.com slash two player co op Sean? Ice cold. What? What? What was that from? Uh, uh, what's cool? Oh. Being cool. Ice <laughs> cold. <laughs> I'll ride out. Okay. <laughs> Sean, what's cooler than subscribing to us at youtube.com slash two player co op? Buying the shirts. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Is that what you were looking for? Yeah. Okay. No, I was looking for you to say ice cold again, so I could say, all right, all oh. right, all right. But then I was going to say buying the shirts. Yeah. So. We have a merch shop. If this is the first time you're seeing this, go to teespring.com slash tours slash two player co op, all one word. We've got everything, Sean, from the link will be down in the, the description. The link will be it'll be in the description. It'll be on the, the, the screen. Kevin didn't forget. Right there. That's me. Uh T shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, stickers, uh, phone cases, coffee mugs. Coffee mugs to from and all the, the shirts and stuff, they go from men to women to kids to everything in between. We got everything. Um Something we've wanted to do for a while, pretty much ever since we got our new logo, I would say. Right? That is correct. That is correct. Because as soon as we put out that new logo, uh, Solar, um, who lived up to his end of the bargain, and uh, Logan were like, yo, you put that on a t-shirt, I'll buy it. Yeah. We put on a t-shirt. You should buy it. Um. But basically, we're just, it, it's a way for us to get, it, it just makes, it, it just feels so freaking cool. Like, and, and shout out to Ernie, by the way, youtube.com slash player without fear, because that's what gave us the idea to actually do this. So the only yes. reason we never did t-shirts before now is when we looked, when we looked at t-shirts before, we looked at local people, right? You looked up. Yeah, we looked people. into just getting them made ourselves. And then basically you telling us that you want one and then we mail it to you. And it was just this whole Hullabaloo is too much work, but it's Teespring makes it too. very well. That too, yeah. So Teespring, they they make it really easy for people to you know you don't have to put up hundreds of dollars up on the front end to to make your shirts and stuff. You basically you design your shirt, they make it, they sell it, and you get a small little percentage. Which right. we've already we've we sold three shirts, and we've made more than we ever did on YouTube. <laughs> so whatever. Um, but there, yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. What? <laughs> <laughs> were you doing big bucks? No. Were you just burping? Uh, well, because you were over there like... <laughs> so then I started doing it too. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. Why isn't that moving? Okay. <laughs> we're still here. Everything's good. I'll edit that out. <laughs> and resume. Unshine. All right. So anyways... We've got a merch store. We've got working audio equipment. Um, but really, it's just, it's it's something you guys wanted. It's something we wanted to do for a while. 
Um, and honestly, it does let us put a little tiny bit of money back in our pockets, 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 which we there's something I think we both want to do with that money. Yes. Do you like audio? OK, um, there, there's a reason for it. Also, it's 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 a double entendre. That's not at all. Double entendres. So teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op. The mics are running. That's good to know. Um, so yeah, merch, merch, merch. Um, there's actually there's two shirts I want to buy. <laughs> I want the I want a hoodie. I want the tactical long sleeve, and I also want the. Uh, oh, that's the other thing we we're gonna say. So if you saw the the merch video we did, if the, if our shirts look a little bit different than what is on the store. There's a reason for that. We wanted to kind of do a test print before Those we were actually early prototypes. Yes, they're, they're prototypes. Working so out the bugs. You'll notice, and we should probably just change our logo to the gray uh, DualShock 4. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably. So the, 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 the shirts have a gray DualShock 4 with the ARMS logo um, just because it, it <laughs> mine was the, the all-black DualShock 4, and on my T-shirt, it, it looks like a DualShock 4, but you can't see the, the D-pad or anything else. So we, that's why we went with the gray, just if you're wondering why it looks different. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. So you should be good to go. Um, hey, Sean. Hmm. That scares me. Yep, thank you. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. From six, seven days ago, five, six days ago? From the two-player co-op family to yours. We are, let's, for real though, Yes. we are thankful for all of you out there. Each and every one. Everybody that's hearing this right now, thank you guys so much for watching, subscribing, listening, interacting, everything. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we did have some questions, Sean. We did about Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. James Solar asked us, "Is any Thanksgiving food bad?" So here's the thing. It depends, is what I would say. I think there's plenty of bad Thanksgiving food out there. However, I think here in the White household, I think we keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, one thing we do have, which I don't want, cranberry sauce. Okay. It's not good. Like, and some people swear by like the canned stuff. That's literally just the jelly. that just goes, and you gotta like cut it so it like, like looks somewhat I can, edible. I can at least kind of understand eating legit cranberry, like fresh cranberry sauce. Which I don't know if you just mush it up or what, but cranberry sauce, it's not good. Um, turkey probably not. It's pretty far down there on my list of meats. It's good once or twice a year, yeah. But it's exactly like there's a reason you probably only have this at Thanksgiving and maybe Christmas. Like nobody's cooking turkeys on like, you know, a, a Wednesday night in September. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's good. And shout out to my wife, Brittany. Turkey was fantastic. However, turkey in general, it's just kind of bland. Like there's not there's so many better meats out there. Almost every Almost single meat. I was going to say. So uh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. I wouldn't have it any other way. However, not the best meat. There are much better meats out there. One thing that I don't like, now we don't eat this here, but, and you used to love this as a kid. I've always hated it. Cream corn. Not a fan. I don't think I ever ate cream corn. Uh, I barely you, ate corn. No, but but you like, I remember you like Graham's cream, Graham's cream corn. I hated it. Really? I always thought cream corn was just, it's like corn soup and it's like half warm, half cold. It's just like mm. disgusting. Cream corn, that can kick rocks. Uh, turkey's good. Ham is amazing. Oh, ham. 
Oh, Joel and Stacey. Were you? Yeah, Joel and Stacey were here. Oh, yeah, because you hit me in the face with a football cup times when they were here. Stuffing. Love stuffing. Yeah, but we're talking about bad food. Oh, yeah. But I love stuffing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but Joel um, Joel brought ham over, and it was so good. It was so good. Really? It, was, it wasn't a rum ham. It just, we were watching Dana video, and there made me think of it. Um, what else? Bad Thanksgiving foods. It's, um, it's so hard for me to say it because we make the stuff that we like. Right. We wouldn't make it if yeah. we didn't like it. Oh, one thing I'm not a big fan of. Yes. So I love sweet potatoes. I'm not down with the whole like sweet potatoes with like a marshmallow topping and like they, as like a side, like that's almost dessert territory. If you ask me, that sounds like a sweet potato pie or something. Well, there's sweet potato pie too, but well, this is right. literally, it's just sweet potatoes and they serve it. Like, why are you putting marshmallows, which are sweet on top of an already thing. sweet potato? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, I love sweet potatoes. That's always seemed a little weird to me. Yeah. Um, this year we elected for the, uh, the good old King's Hawaiian rolls oh as opposed to the usual, usual, uh, crescent rolls. Good with either. No complaints there. I, I, King's Hawaiian over everything in this world. Like I could eat their very whole pack good. for breakfast in one day. Just like give me some nice melted butter and warm them up in the microwave and just spread that butter and then just eat them up. It's so freaking good. Uh, unpopular opinion. Okay. Especially down in the South. And I will speak for you as well. Pecan pie. <laughs> no. Now he's got a real reason. I mean, it would kill me. It would, but yeah. it would literally kill it him. It literally would kill me. I just don't like, I just don't like it. Because you're allergic? It's just made like, vote. have you ever seen mom make this? Mm-mm. It's disgusting. It's just. No, because she always made me run out of the kitchen. It's pecans in a bowl like, with soup. like the dark, like caro, caro syrup. corn syrup. Like, it's just disgusting. Like, and I know people <laughs> love it and whatever. I'm sure. Just give me ice cream. If it's your thing, it's great. But uh, we have this thing that well, I'm not going to begin to explain. But in our family, we have frosting pie, which is basically just like it's like chocolate mousse. It's like thick chocolate. It's so good. It's just chocolate like mousse in a graham cracker crust. I mean, it's the most basic thing, but it's so good. So I'll take that over uh, pecan pie. I had Pecan one- or pecan? I think I usually say pecan pie. I see. I do. That. I say pecans. pecan pie, but those are pecans. Oh, see, I'm, I flip it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. What else? Anything else we missed? I'm trying to think of traditional Thanksgiving foods that we don't make. Yes. Like our Thanksgiving is turkey, rolls, basic. corn, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and cranberry sauce for the couple people that eat it. And I think that's it. Oh, yeah. mom made like broccoli cheese casserole. I didn't even whatever. get to try that. I, I have to say, I have to agree with Greg Miller now. Broccoli, this good. I agree with you, Greg. It, it took 37 years now, but I agree. Yeah, broccoli, I, I can't do it. I don't, I can't the, even the do way it. it. No, no, no. But it's so like you just do, you do olive oil on a pan, olive oil, and you do some garlic olive powder. Olive oil too, but it's not enough. <laughs> garlic pepper. I mean, just garlic powder, okay. salt, pepper. Roast it so the ends are a little bit burned, like the cheese gets burned on, like on, on lasagna, and it's so good. It actually, like I just found this out in like the last two weeks. I was like, oh my god, I like it. Yeah, I yeah, like broccoli. I'll pass. Um, I think that about covers it. I think it covers it. Thank you, James Solar. Excellent question. Love the viewer, listener, watcher, reader participation. Mail. So keep them coming. Here's the shout mail out, that James Solar, fails. just shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to and James Sarah Solar. Too. Thanks, in general. You guys. you guys are awesome. King Boo also wrote in and said, what are some gaming moments that we are thankful for? I am thankful that Metal Gear Solid 1 came out. 
because I would not be here to. <laughs> I would not he be. He would be at dead. This table without Metal Gear Solid One, it would not. I would not have. Like I had given up on gaming. Period. Like even when before we we told the story, go back to uh, very early in our YouTube career and watch um, the history of us. But like this is us. Yeah, this is us. this is we. Mm-mm. This is we you. Mm-mm. Even worse. <laughs> Nintendo to the Genesis to the I mean the 32X to the Saturn and we didn't have PlayStations when we were kids. By the by the time you got your N64 in 98 Eight. I think um I was pretty much done like I watched you play Ocarina and then in 99 I graduated and I went to college. Didn't bring a video game system with me or anything. Um then in 2000 and is either 2000 or early 2001 I got Metal Gear Solid on the PC. So a couple years after it came out, I know. Um, and it just changed video games forever for me. And I've, I've told this story out here many times. Like that is the, that game is the reason that I still play games to this day. It's not my favorite game of all time. It was number seven, eight, something like that on our list. We just did uh, go back and check it out. Um, but it, it, that is what I'm, th- I am thankful for Hideo. You're thankful for Hideo. I am. I mean like really like from that game all the way up until, he left and whatever the hell death stranding ends up being like that guy is the reason that I still play games to this day. Yeah. Um, I mean, the kind of a cop out, but the easy answer for me is, you know, I'm thankful for Zelda and namely Ocarina. Cause I think it kind of had the same effect on me. Not that I ever really went through a period. Well, I don't know. When did we, was there like a bit of a lull? Like, when did the 32X more or less die? Um, two months after it came out. <laughs> Which was? Uh, 95? 96? No, it came out. It was 94. It was 94 that it came out. The Saturn was 95. The PlayStation was 95. See, I'm just trying to think, like, because I feel about Ocarina the way you do about Metal Gear and that it kind of brought me back to but, games. But I'm trying to think if I really had a the lull. lull. Yeah. But... But I must have. What okay. was I playing between ninety five and like ninety eight? We were probably just playing Christmas ninety eight, like the end of ninety eight. Like, what was I doing? Area fifty one. I was probably just playing the same old game. But NHL ninety seven. <laughs> so I don't know. But um, that game, if you haven't already, check out. Um, help me, the IGN podcast. They did. Oh a, my god! Uh, they did a, a twenty year Nintendo kind of retrospective thing. Yeah, kind of a retrospective thing on the twenty year anniversary of Ocarina, and you know, I just talked about it. Well, in general, I talk about it ad nauseum here on the podcast. We just talked about it on our top ten. I'm not going to get into it now, but just listen to that podcast. Uh, if you're a Zelda fan, they do a great job. It's the, everything they say is like yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Like, yep. they nail it. Um, but, God, that game is so good. Um, shout out to Marco's Pizza here in our hometown. In our home. Our cur- yeah, our hometown. Our current hometown. Um, Collierville. Went to pick up pizza for the family tonight. Ended up in a conversation there about Zelda. Um, they, they, they asked me what my favorite one was. I had to say Ocarina. Guy disagreed, said Zelda 1. Can't disagree. I mean, I can disagree, but I can't blame him. You can't argue. Um yep. But it's just such it's just such an important game, and there are literally there are aspects of that game in almost every single game that's out there today. Z targeting didn't exist that like, is, like yeah. lock or whatever you want to call it, lock on targeting, whatever you want to yeah. call it. It did not exist before Ocarina of Time, and it's like when you go back and really think, like 
people had not figured out how to do a 3D game that's not first person, like how do you do combat? And right. it goes back to, um, I don't remember if it was Anuma or, or who it was, um, that were like, we're such a big fan. Obviously, they're Japanese, but they're a big fan of like samurai movies and stuff. And they're like, I yeah. want the combat to feel like a samurai movie where you, you fight this guy, the other guys wait, and you kill him, and then this other Lazelfo comes in or whatever. Like, they yeah. want it to feel like samurai movies. And they just freaking, like, I, that, that game changed games forever, period. Uh, another funny thing that came about that he pointed out from that podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. We traced back, we believe, my love of your inverted controls. Not even love, your necessity. And it's because, I think it's because of Zelda. I think it's because of Ocarina, because that game defaulted to invert inverted controls when you're doing your first person slingshot and boomerang and bow and arrow and, and stuff. Apparently and you, you can't change, change it. it. So I don't know if maybe it was it threw me for a loop and then I got used to it and then I just couldn't go back. Yeah. Because I... What, what other first-person shooters? I'm trying to think, like Rainbow Six. That was all mouse, so I mean, there is still an inverted aspect to it. But I don't know. Would I play a PC first-person shooter where I'm moving with the mouse? Would I play that inverted? That I don't know because that's a different. My my reasoning for inverting controls on a on a stick makes sense. That stick is the person, and you push forward. Which they look down and then you pull Correct. back and he looks up. But you're still... I don't know if I play that way. But you're mouse. moving it forward, moving it back. I don't know. But to me, it, it makes perfect sense and I think that's why I am an inverter. Uh, so shout out to inverted controls, which I am also thankful for because without them, I couldn't I couldn't do it. So thank you, inverted controls. But yeah, so go go check out the, the latest NVC episode. Um, like I tweeted, Zach... And and Pear and Sam and I think it was uh, Casey DeFridis also that was on there. I said this is one of the my favorite podcast video game podcasts I've ever listened to. Yeah, like it was so. And I, I'm a guy that just played it two years ago for the first time, really playing it. And it was just like I couldn't. It was like an hour and forty minutes long, and I was like, I can't stop listening to this. It's so freaking good. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts on the game would have been because I think shout out to Logan. The same reason why you give him crap about not liking Zelda and I get it if you didn't play that game back then it it can be tough to go back to that and again shout out to Marcos the guy there kind of we had the same talk about how if you weren't there to go from no Zelda to Zelda like that is why that game is so good to most people because Zelda if won. you were around for that yeah okay because it was just such a leap forward in games in general and I think Ocarina kind of had that same effect. Like if you weren't there to experience it at that time, like that first, the first time they you did 3D the Zelda. Oh yeah. Like if you couldn't experience it back then, yeah, you're probably not going to have the same thoughts about that game now. And you love the game, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's quite as meaningful, memorable to you because you experienced it, what, 15, 18 no. years after yeah. the fact. So but it was probably like number 11 or 12 for me. Like it was right there. It was, yeah. it, it's right there. Even not having played it until I played it on the three DS, which is the way to play that game. Yeah. Uh, and they, I loved how they talked about it on that podcast too. It's like everybody bitches and complains about the water temple. No, Jabu Jabu's belly can kick rocks. That is the worst temple. That thing sucks, especially on the 3DS where you've got one yeah. extra button for your boots or whatever. That was so difficult about the water temple. I think it was the boots. Yeah. Uh, Jabu Jabu's belly, I hated that thing. That's that's what keeps me from going back and playing through that again is how much I know that I hated. But Jabu it's actually Jabu's a pretty belly. short level. No, like I it's know, a but fraction it's just confusing. Of, eh. 
I don't know. It's not real. The most confusing part to me is when you have to go into that room where you drop down through those holes and you have to make sure you drop down through the right one to land on the right That's platform down right. below. Like but that but kind I mean, of if stuff, you know it, if you know what you're doing, but like yeah. I, I played it without a guide and I was like, and then you but if you look at the map, you can kind of tell yeah. like, Oh, I need to fall in this part of the room, but neither here nor there. Um, what else? I'm, I'm thankful for Nintendo. Kevin's thankful for, uh, trophies and video games. Also, yeah, 28 or 20. I don't know how many I've lost track. Um, I haven't played Burly Man at Sea yet to get that uh, trophy for the, the PS Plus free game. Um, but no, I'm thankful for Nintendo. Like, hello. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for Mario and I'm thankful for Link because even before Metal Gear brought me back, there would have been no bringing me back if it was not for Mario and Link. There would have yeah. it, there it, like we didn't care about Atari. We we played around with the Intellivision. Night Stalker was fun. Lock and Chase, whatever. But like these two dudes hooked us from the jump. Period. And if they did yeah. not exist, this this would not be a thing at all. There's no there's I, I can 100 percent say I would have never even made it to Metal Gear if Mario and Link were not a thing. True. I keep I'm looking at you when you talk, but and out of my peripheral, I see your shirt. And when I'm not looking at your shirt, it looks as though it's like a Tide shirt. It looks like the Tide logo when I'm not actually looking at it. Like all those all those new commercials. <laughs> tide pods. A Tide. Or Atari. Um, um, anything else you're thankful for? I don't know. No, that's it. Thank you to James Solar and thank you to King Boo for writing in to the two-player co-op podcast. We do appreciate you guys writing in. Uh, speaking of things we're thankful for, we were thankful for, like we said, late yesterday was Thanksgiving. We're recording this Friday night. It'll go up early next week. Uh, we had a lot of fun on Thanksgiving. And I'm not even talking beer and wine. I'm talking video game, Sean. Oh, yes. Shout out to the NES Classic. Shout out to the SNES Classic. They came back from the dead for us. Sean was this close to beating Punch-Out. Uh, I, I had a blast watching you play that. I don't want to play that. At least not it was, when you it get was to a Sandman fun, and Tyson and stuff, but like... To be fair, you did a lot of save stating. No, you did it in one run. Never did it one run. Had to save. Um, Mr. Dream, Mike Tyson, whoever. Mr. Dream in this one. I mean, it's almost impossible. It's almost like he's harder than Mike Tyson was. That was the thing I wanted to look up, but I was like... But like, I wanted to look up, like, did they make Mr. Dream harder than even Mike Tyson was? Right. But yeah, I couldn't, even with the save states that I may or may not have done, I couldn't beat him. I got to the third round. I got to where... I finished the mat, the the fight with like three knockdowns and he had only knocked me down once and they wouldn't give me the decision. So I'm like, I don't know if you can beat him via decision. I don't know if you have to knock you him probably out. probably can't. But I just, there wasn't enough time to knock him out. Like you only get to hit him so many times. And so it was all for nothing. I mean, it wasn't all for nothing, but I couldn't beat it. Granny tried Dr. Mario. That was She hilarious. was like, uh, a, a. Now to give you a. some perspective, uh, Granny, our, our mom, who's now known as Granny, um, was at least how I remember it. World was Championship like a Tetris player. Tetris wizard. Yeah, when we she were was a savant. Yes. She was just unbelievable. Now, for whatever reason, no Tetris on the NES Classic, but there is Dr. Mario, and you yep. got to figure it's kind of the same thing. So we thought maybe she'd be good at it. Mm-mm. It's she it, was. Not. I think it's really like. But remember back in the day when she had the handheld Tetris thing, not Game Boy Tetris, oh, but remember. like a handheld I, game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I mean, that had a D-pad and an A and a B or whatever. Or just It was probably just one button, actually. But it's like she didn't know how to go left and right anymore because she doesn't have a touch screen. Like, she yeah. plays Tetris all the time on her iPhone, iPads. But, like, 
I think it was just so different to her that she didn't she just didn't know what to do. Um, yeah. What else did we played? We played. Oh, I beat Mario one. <gasps> oh yeah. And there, I completely forgot this. There is a second quest to Super Mario Brothers one. There is the Hash- master quest, as it were, as it was. Hashtag Mario Mondays. Sometime after we beat 3D World. Um, I think that'll be fun. It won't be as bad as Lost Levels because I will never, ever, ever play that game again. Uh, but I think that would be fun because I think both of us have literally close to zero experience with that. Correct? Probably, yeah. So I, I beat Mario 1. We And it's like, oh, you, you blah, blah, blah. Push B for a new challenge. I said, oh, push B. Okay, start one player. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I go over, instead of a Goomba, it's a, a Buzzy beetle, beetle. beetle. Yeah, Buzzy Beetle. I'm like, beetle. oh, okay. Let's just stop this right now. Save this for a Let's Play. So I beat Mario 1. That was fun. Uh, we plugged in the SNES. Played some Castlevania. Played some Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Street Fighter. I won 6-5 no. in an unofficial tournament. But no, we were tied 1-1 when it really counts. Because we stopped. Because <laughs> we were doing like, it was fun. By the way, shout out to the sound effects on... Street They're Fighter beautiful. on the SNES. Yeah. The, the, the bass, because I'm all about that bass, about that bass. No, no trouble. When you hit somebody with a fierce attack, either kick or punch, that that just, it is so, it, oh, it's so good. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. We played Castlevania. What did we get up to? Level stage three? Three, I think. And then you died. And then I died. And then we just. We were just, just like, done. football's on. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, Contra, I couldn't do. I was, by, by oh, that yeah. time, I had been imbibing. I was like, I'm dead. Yeah. Um, Super Punch Out. I sucked at that. Yeah, you didn't do very good there. I literally think that's the first time I have ever played Super it, Punch Out. Probably. It looked yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, what else? Was that it? We were going to play F-Zero, but for some reason that's only, only one, one player. player. Which makes no sense at all. Um, that might have been it. But yeah, shout out to video games. Thankful for video games. Shout out to the... As much as I love my pie, the NES and SNES Classic, for times like that, it's like... It's perfect. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah. And I've got them set up. Just they look so nice under that TV. They're just yeah. like, I mean, the TV sucks, but they're just like, they're just, they're just so pretty. They're so pretty. Yeah. Um, Sean, what else have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy seven. Yes. I haven't played any in a while now, four or five days, but making my way through it, making my way, making downtown, my way downtown, walking fast, fast faces, faces passing homebound. Um, game's still awesome uh i finally just forked over the nine dollars when it was on sale and got it on my ps4 so i have the nice crisp clean like pc version of it with the cheats where you can turn like three times speed Are on. You so i'm flying them? through it i'm yeah i'm flying through it okay <laughs> um but uh i'm not too far yet but the game's great i'm gonna try to i really kind of want 100 percent that like the emerald weapon and ruby weapon and all these weapons that you know, optional bosses and stuff that I've never beaten. Turtle Rock. Um, the equivalent of Turtle Rock, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm working my way through that. <laughs> is that Michelle? Uh, is it, or is that no, Vanessa? No, that's Vanessa. Okay. Vanessa. Because you're Carlton. everywhere to me. I can't do the Carlton. When I blink my um, eyes, it's you. That's I... Melissa. Michelle. What is Vanessa Carlton? Making my way Making downtown. My way downtown. That's pretty much. That's it. her only. Okay. Okay. Oh, she did that, and she did the big Making yellow taxi down. with. Uh, with crows. a, d- yeah. Um, I have no idea what I'm supposed to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, what else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. That's all I've really been playing. So, 
you know me and my aversion to uh, turn-based stuff. That is correct. That is correct. Now that you've played it, this version of Final Fantasy VII, are you like, stop being a whiny little baby Kevin and go play this game? Like with I the think you should stuff. because even if you don't like it, if you don't like it, there's no way to avoid it because you can't just, you just can't. You need to do it. But if if it's that you suck at it it's because it's both. turn-based, yeah. there's the cheat to where you just constantly have <laughs> full break, health limit and break, limit, limit breaks. Break. So there's no reason to ever really die in it. And that would at least let you experience the story. I think you should give it a try. Um, it's a big game, but it's not... I mean, compared to some big games today, it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think you should try it. And I mean, do you know... Have this? Have you had the story spoiled for you? Just the, the big... Just the big thing. Okay. Earth. The story is way bigger than that. I mean, that's obviously oh, a big part. Really? But okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a... That's the big thing that everybody knows about, but the story is it really only like halfway through or something? It, it's further along than I thought. Okay. I thought it was Have like... Have you gotten through that? No. Okay. I don't even know if it's on the first disc. I think it maybe is. I think maybe that's the end of the first disc, okay. but I remember it being like 10% of the way through the game, and it's not. It's a lot further in. The last time I played through it, it was a lot further in than I remembered it being. Okay. Um. I don't know. I think you should try it. That's that's the version to play, especially for you. Um, I think you should give it a try. It'd be nice if they ever, you know, remade it. Yeah. Like an action RPG. Uh, you know what I've been playing this week, Sean? I do. Hitman 2. This was... I almost think before I actually played Spider-Man, I was more looking forward to Hitman 2 than I was Spider-Man. Yeah. Hitman 2 is not Spider-Man. It's definitely not yeah. God of War. It's definitely not Spider-Man. Um, I'm having major buyer's remorse right now. Really? And I hate that because so so I played Hitman 2, Silent Assassin was okay. Hitman Contracts was basically Hitman 3 on PS2. I really liked it. But then they perfected Hitman, in my opinion, with Blood Money. Like, I probably put in a game that takes four to five hours to beat, I probably put 50 to 60 hours into that game. Just like, how how can I kill this guy at the barbecue in a clown suit and whatever? Like, it was perfect. Then there was Absolution, which was more, uh, which was the only PS3 Hitman game that came out. Uh, th- they did the Hitman trilogy where they released, I think it was two contracts, or no, it might have been Contracts, Blood Money, and then Absolution on PS3. Uh but the only like made for PS3 Hitman game was Absolution. A lot of people didn't like it. They thought it was too straightforward. Um, you got your like uh, detective mode, like an Arkham, which has ca- carried over into Hitman Season One. Now I would call this Hitman Season Two, whatever you want to call it. Um, this is not the Hitman that I remember at all. Like, so you start out, uh, you load up the game. Agent Forty Seven is riding on a little, uh, a little, uh, a little boat to the shore. You got this abandoned beach house where you got to go in, infiltrate, get some intelligence, and then oh no, the bad guys show up, and you got to stealth around and kill them. And it's fine, it's whatever. There's one target. You kill her, sneak out, go. You're done. When you get to the real first stage, uh, which is in my, this is the the thing that they 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 showed, like. All, all, 
a lot of the build up to this game, they were showing the the race in Miami, like the F or no, it wasn't it wasn't even F one race. I don't even know what you would call it, Iraq or it was Iraq race or something. Um, so you got this Miami Speedway. First off, shout out to IO Interactive because the amount of people that they get on screen without it like stuttering at all is mind blowing. Like you were walking through crowds with literally hundreds of people on screen at one time and it doesn't yeah. it doesn't shutter it doesn't stutter it doesn't do anything but every stage so i'm to the third stage now there's two targets in stage one three in stage two three in stage three it's like the if you are good at this and maybe if like if i were to just like i'm gonna play the, the miami raceway over and over and over again for like 10, 15 hours. I'm going to learn where every piece of poison is and where this wrench is and where I can sneak over this wall and then kill this guy and take his costume and do all this. Like maybe I would like it, but I really thought Hitman two was going to challenge Spider-Man for my number two game of the year. And it is not even close. It's, I don't even, is going to make top 10. I don't think it's, it's not my top 10 right now. Yeah. Um, and I really am to the point now where I'm like, I should probably just go turn this into GameStop as quick as I can and get as much as I can and then just put that money towards... $7 instead of $4? Yeah, put it towards PUBG and just be done with it. But like, it's at like an 82 on Metacritic. Um, I think the levels are too big and too involved. Like, I can go into uh, Columbia and I can... So there's three targets you got to take out. And I've figured out where there's a way I can go over this fence to sneak up to figure out where the lady uh, person is that I got to kill. But I, I, so I figured out how to jump the fence, go up there to get her. I'm like, well, now what? There's nothing. There's nothing I can do. So, wink. Now I got hundred people chasing after me because I, I sniped her. I, I mean, I didn't snipe. Right? I did my uh, my silence pistol, and somebody saw me. So now I'm running for my life, and I'm like, I, I just. It's not fun. Yeah. And it is so, it's so disappointing. I missed out on Hitman 2016 because it was episodic. And I was like, this is stupid. And I still say it was stupid to release it in the episodic format. Um, but it's almost like they built this game as if it was episodic to where you would only have one level for two or three months. And then you get level two for two or three months. And then level three for three or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I would much rather go get a PlayStation 2, plug it in, and play Hitman Blood Money than I would to play Hitman 2. Wow. And I, I'm i trying as hard as I can to like... Oh, and then we, we had the first elusive contract, or yeah, contract, which was uh, Sean Bean, which is something Faba, Faba Beans. <laughs> uh, and... So, again, I didn't play Hitman 2016 except for whatever was free, like the first level on the boat. And uh, these elusive contacts, contracts, they're this, they were supposed to be this big deal. It's all cool and whatever. But, like, you have one shot, Eminem. And if you... Do not, Mr. Chance to Blow. And I got spaghetti all over my sweater. <laughs> I got mom's spaghetti all over my sweater. And I was like, so, okay, you walk into the building and then it's like, meet up with this guy. Talk to him. It's like, hey, I can get you a meeting with uh, Sean Bean. Cool. Uh, but you can't go dress like that. You got to be either an engineer or a security guard or an enforcer or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So I see, I see this code exchange over here. Okay. 
I'm going to wait, wait. That guy's got his back turned. I vault over. I sneak up, and I just I fiber wire him. I kill him. Take his clothes. Dump him in the uh, closet. I'm feeling good. Nobody saw. Okay, cool. All right, take me to the meeting. Go up to the meeting. I'm like, hey, Sean Bean. And you're supposed to sit in this chair, and he's like, hey, you know what? Because he's a former uh, assassin in the uh, ICA, I think it is. It's uh, Agent 47's like syndicate that he's been killed many times and he keeps coming back alive. He's like, you know, I bet you were, uh, if you were sending here to kill me, uh, what would you do? And you just hit a button. He's like, I, you know, I, I see you drinking a lot of coffee over there. Probably poison the coffee and you'd, you'd die before you knew it, whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't drink that coffee. What else would you do? Well, I'd lure you out to the balcony. I'd throw you to the balcony. <laughs> nice try. Well, you know, I'd grab that letter open over there and I'd shove it through your skull. <laughs> nice try. You're never going to kill me. And he's like, okay, that was good though, whatever. And then he walks out the room. You're supposed to walk with him. And I'm like, okay. And then I get to the room and I'm like, <laughs> like at all times, all of these, all of these targets have like minimum three people around them. So it's not, and, and you've got a coin. Like everybody's like, oh, Hitman's best weapon is the coin. You throw the coin, it distracts them. They go out there and you garrote them or you shoot them or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, but if I throw a coin and there's three people around my target the it's 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 really frustrating and i hate saying that like i want to like this game so bad but it is not happening at all yeah when when was the last time that you actually bought a game that you were like i do not like this because i i can't remember the last time i felt like this about a game where i'm like and i was so excited to get this game to where i actually play it i'm like i i just don't like this game the last game i got the that I can think of. I don't think I've had any misses with PS4. Okay. Or Switch or I guess or 3DS, I guess. The last true miss that I can remember and to a lot of people it probably wasn't a miss was Final Fantasy 13 on PS3. Just <laughs> did not no that's 10. Um I just did not I just I I just didn't get it. The next closest thing, which kind of breaks my heart, Final Fantasy 15. Really? Like, that dropped from my game of the year for 2016 to something I'll probably never play again. Like, it's just, it was fun, and I applaud what they were able to do with it, but the... After 10 years? It just got kind of repetitious, which is weird because the other game, like, 10 and 12 that I or 10 and 7 that I love which are pure turn-based RPGs. You yeah. would think that would get repetitious of just attack. Attack, attack, attack. You know, but something about 15 like I just feel like it was very active battle, but I just felt like I was doing the same thing every time. I don't know, and it was not a bad game by any means, but it's just something that 12 is definitely better. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's just something I'll never go back and play again and i just like i beat it and i enjoyed the story and you really get you know involved with the characters and stuff but then it was just kind of like when i think back on it i could see playing god of war again i could see playing horizon again i'm definitely gonna play spider-man again um i definitely i'm not done with breath of the wild i don't know if that'll start a new game in it i probably will at some point but i just can't see any scenario where i go back and play through 15 again I've played through 10 four or five times. I've played through 12 
three, maybe four times. Wow. I'm on okay. like my third or fourth time through seven. I keep going back to those games. I'll never play 15 again. I guarantee it. Yeah. So I wouldn't call that a miss, but that's the last one that I was super excited about that just didn't quite live up to the hype for me. Yeah. But not a not a miss, I would say. Yeah, the buyer's remorse on Hitman 2 is so high right now for me, and it's like I'm trying to make myself play this game, but I'm like also... Actually, ugh. what? Then in a similar fashion everything i just said about 15 the more recent game again probably an unpopular opinion odyssey odyssey not a game i'll probably ever go back i can maybe see playing it again but i don't know that i would never i would never start or i would never play through that game from start again you'll never have new dong city again Right, you won't like forget I love that game yes, when I played it, I and then it just soured quickly. Like, I know. I don't. Same I don't need to. I've experienced it. Like I'm done. But but this goes back to the thing. Like when you buy a game, when I buy a game, because we don't get any games for free. Um, I, in my mind, I'm like, I have to beat this game. I have to beat this game. I have to do as much as I can this game because I paid the money. But I could. But I could also just be like, but I don't like. That's this game. the thing. I beat 15. I beat Odyssey. I never beat 13. And oh, I never, didn't? I oh, probably wow. didn't get more than a couple hours into it. Okay. So that's probably the most recent true miss for me. Yeah, this is a miss and it sucks. Like I, I, I really am to the point now where I'm like, I'd rather have that 60 gigs on my hard drive and just go trade it in GameStop for PUBG. Yeah. And I'll probably, no, I mean, there's things like when I bought uh destiny two for like $10 well, or whatever was, was on sale I was like, for, but it was on sale for 10 bucks. I like, wasn't expecting to like, I'm like, yeah. whatever, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. And I wasn't, it was just not for me and I'm done with it. But yeah, I think the last game that I was really excited for, they just didn't, it didn't do it was final fantasy 13, but that's a pretty good street. I mean, that's, it is, that was five years ago, six years. I, I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah, I can't think about six, the, seven years ago, maybe at this point. Before this, I don't know what my last miss was that I actually paid for. Yeah. Um, especially paying sixty dollars for, I can't think of. I can't think of anything that right. I just did not like. Yeah. Um, I think it's just maybe Hitman has changed into something that is not what I remember Hitman being. And like I said, I'd rather go back and just play Blood Money on PS2. Yeah, or or get the Hitman trilogy on PS3 and just just play it on PS3, which is again. Do you remember when we talked about this in the past? How weird this game is. Hitman, Blood Money, came out on the PS2 and the Xbox 360. Yeah, exactly. It launched on the PS2 and the HD Xbox 360. That's weird. Like insert Jackie Chan GIF. I won't remember to. But like, so we didn't actually get to play it the way it was supposed to be played until they put out the the Hitman trilogy on PS3. That is so weird to me to this day. Like what, I I get the PS2 had 120 million units, whatever it was, something ridiculous. No, actually, what was it? 150. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Something. It was something like 150. I get that, but like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very disappointing to me. Yeah. All right, Sean, you want to get in the news of the week? Let's do it. All right. So Hitman was depressing, but you know what's more depressing? What's that? Sony is skipping E3. Mm. So this broke. I don't even know. Um, before we did our stream. Amen. 
I don't know. Uh, so let, let, let's just we'll get all the the kit and caboodle, and then we'll go into the the the, the hookamer roll. <laughs> so. Sony announced they're skipping E3, and then Game Informer reached out for comment, and they wrote this article. So this comes from Game Informer. Quote, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community, the, com- the company told Game Informer in a statement. Quote, PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We 19? are 19. Oh yeah. Sorry. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. When asked if Sony would push uh, end quote, when asked if Sony would push its event offsite, similar to how EA provides a show adjacent to EA PlayStation senior VP of communication, Jennifer Clark elaborated further saying, quote, we will not activate or hold a press conference around E3, end quote. The announcement comes after Sony declined to hold their annual fan event called PlayStation Experiments or PlayStation Experience or PSX this year, which usually takes place in the first two weeks of December. SIE chairman Sean Layden said at that time that there was simply not enough to show this year, a problem that fans also pointed out during the previous year's more low-key event. The official statement suggests that Sony, plan- Sony plans to engage the community in other events. Does this mean Sony will be reviving the currently shuttered PlayStation experience? Quote, we are looking at events as a whole and how we can speak more to our fans and continue to wow them. The timing of PSX and E3 didn't allow for that, Clark replied. Quote, but lots of exciting things to come and we hope to share shortly. But lots of exciting things to come and we hope to share shortly period okay some of our biggest games will have key milestones next year so we will work hard to blow those up i think you're horrible you should not be in pr (laughs) um yeah so they (laughs) they canceled psx they're stepping out of e3 uh seven months before e3 yeah (laughs) we are admitted sony fanboys on here do you care about E3? Like, I am in... Like, this is like... Not... Uh, there are so many people... Like, I love Colin Moriarty. We know that. He has been predicting the doom and, and the end of E3 for a long time now. But, like, this hurt... This, like... When I read this, I was like... Oh, no. Like, so here, why? It sucks, but at the same time... The only thing they could have shown that I would have cared about is PS5. Or Horizon 2. Well, yeah, but I don't think we're seeing that anytime we're soon. Not. I'm sick. I am. I'm. I'm sick of Death Stranding. I don't even care anymore. Hate, it hurts me to say that. I don't. I, I don't need to see any more of Last of Us Two. Nothing's going to do Like I can't wait for that game. I don't need to see any more. I don't care. There's nothing they could show unless you show me PS Five. That was going to really get me too hyped for it anyway. And. So I don't know. I mean, it's but to answer your question, no, I just I don't care about E3 now, especially with Nintendo always doing their own thing, and now Sony's not going to be at E3. And supposedly, if you believe that, they're also not even going to have their own thing around right. E3. So what? It's going to be Xbox, and it's going to be like Ubisoft, EA, Bethesda, yeah, exactly. Don't crap, so yeah. I I don't I. Just, so the one I thing know. I want to bring up was uh, Greg Miller, obviously friend of the show. Um, 
he had a Twitter thread that when this broke, when they were recording kind of funny games daily, he said, so this is a thread. Uh, I think it puts all, uh, what did he say here? In case you missed the screaming hypothesizing on kind of funny games daily, PlayStation skipping E3 has blown my mind. It's bold, confident, and crazy. I think it means they're going to do their own event after E3 and come with megaton after megaton culminating in PS5. I think it puts all eyes on Xbox also. If Xbox can't blow everyone out of the water at E3, people walk away going, man, E3 suck without PlayStation. I can't see what they I can't wait to see what they do at PSX 19. I don't read PlayStation not being there as we're stretched too thin. I read it as we don't need to share the front page of IGN anymore. It's a belief that they have no competition, so why compete? Let the other band, let the other brands battle. Of course, it could go the other way. E3 could be amazing, and people would be like, well, who needs PlayStation? But I honestly doubt that. Even if E3 is insane, there will be a constant thought of, but what if PlayStation showed up? It's just so crazy. Like, it's not that PlayStation is going to be in a parking lot outside or doing an offsite that's Saturday before. They're skipping E3, all caps. They're saying in so many words, PlayStation's bigger than E3, and with stats like these, aren't they bigger? We'll cover this in a minute about PlayStation's uh, PS4's birthday. It's not like Greg Miller, the Sony pony talking. (laughs) PlayStation is on top by a lot right now. If they do nothing next year, no E3, no Gamescom, no Paris, etc., they just have one vent to rule them all where they announce or tease the next box, everyone will be there. Every mainstream... Every mainstream media outlet will be there, and they won't have to share their USA Today article like they would at E3. And that's not to mention the fact that nearly every mainstream E3 article or what have you is going to mention that PlayStation skipped this year. It's so crazy. It's so crazy, but it makes sense. It builds the anticipation and owns two huge news cycles. And then the Arctic Sloth wrote to Greg and said, "Yeah, but if, yeah, but if they don't." Yeah, but if they don't have what it takes to back this up, it's going to be hella embarrassing. If I have to sit through another Last of Us 2 or Death Standing trailer, Lord help me. And Greg said, this is a great point. I don't bring it up. I didn't bring it up in my original thing. PlayStation, PlayStation, (laughs) I'm so, my God mouth. PlayStation has just cranked out, has just cranked expectations up to 5,000%. If they break their silence with a PSX event that just updates on their games we've already seen, this blows up in their face. But they have to know that, right? If it was that they were just out of gas and need a breather, you say you're not coming to E3, but you'll have, but that you'll have a special live blogcast updating everyone on the slate, right? I do wonder if they had a messaging plan for this, though. Do they want to break the news about skipping E3? Do they expect the ESA to blow up their spot today? Meanwhile, what's going on at Xbox? I have to, I have to imagine Phil's got an all-hands meeting where he's like, quote, this is our moment. This is where we... I mean, it's not really a quote. You know what I mean. This is where we springboard off of all the amazing programs we put in place and show the blanking gamers what that'll make... Show the blanking games that'll make people Xbox gamers. But is Xbox a place for that? They have all these great studios now, but games take time. Do they move up announcement plans to take advantage of the situation? Console plans? What did When did Xbox hear this was going to happen? And did that give them enough runway to make changes? Meanwhile, Nintendo's like, whatever, Pokemon, Animal Crossing, and Metroid in 2019. Good luck, PlayStation. And then I had a, a all y'all got jokes, Jeff, after that. <laughs> um, I, I think this is PlayStation just being like, and I, I think it's twofold. I think it's 
they, there's nothing really to show that we haven't already seen. But I think it's also a strategic move and just saying, let's see what you guys have kind of thing. Like, let Xbox, are, are we going to see Xbox Two or whatever right. at E3? Or are they going to do it at their own? I mean, I don't know. But it sounds like they're just kind of sitting back and just saying, let's see what y'all got. Y'all got jokes, y'all huh? Got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I... I Okay. Yeah, I think um, clearly the PS5 is not coming out till 2020. Because but there's no way we get through 2019 and we don't hear about it. What I think now, what I think they're doing is they they stay radio silent until PSX 2019. 2019, they say here's the PS5, and they show something or they show teraflops or something. A few months later, they do their like like with the PS4, they did an event in February and it came out in November. I think I think PSX happens in 19 and we see the PS5 then or we hear about it or something like no. they have not other than the uh, the the CEO of Sony no one has said PS5 or anything like that I think PSX 19 I definitely think we hear it but what does this mean do you think that's when we hear about it or you think I think by then no you think I there's think any chance when. we hear about it earlier nope I think that's when I think a year from almost right now yeah here's the PS5 or the the PlayStation. Thank you, Sean. Um, but there's literally no way the PS5 is coming out next year. There's no. Now there's no chance. There's literally, if they're skipping E3, anybody that thought the PS5 was coming out in 2019, you are dead wrong. I said forever. It's coming out on November 20th, 2020. Book it. Either that or the Xbox will. Something, something's coming out on November 20th, 2020 because the marketing, are you kidding me? It's like nine nine ninety nine all over again for the, the, the Dreamcast. Yes. Uh, and then of course Xbox tweeted, "Hey, can't wait to see y'all at E3 in 2019." Good on you, Xbox. Um, we've never gone to E3, obviously. Um, so we are not jaded like other people are. Like all I know is last year, June, uh, I put Eliza down for a nap, and I was folding laundry, and I put on. I was like. Okay, Eliza, you're going to go to sleep so I can watch the... I don't even like Xbox. Sorry. But I'm like, I want you to go take a nap. Go take a nap. Daddy's going to fold laundry and watch the Xbox E3. Like, I stop everything I'm doing to watch Microsoft, Sony, and the Nintendo stupid little Treehouse Live, whatever shit they do. Like, I'm not jaded. Like, I don't feel like... It's a bad thing. Now, Sony's conference this year sucked. That was so freaking weird. Let's put yeah. you all in this weird burned out church with lights and like a flute and like a banjo or whatever. Like, why? But but it's still, to me, E3 is still E3. Like, yeah. we're, I'm not jaded and burned like a lot of like industry people are. Like, well, I mean, Colin's the one that talks about being burned, but like, I don't want E3 to die. Like, I want to have my... Christmas in June that is just nerding out over video games for three or four days and then talking about it nonstop. And I don't want that to go away. And I hope this doesn't mean that that is going away. I don't, I don't think it'll ever go away, but it won't be the same this year for sure. Especially because is there a single PS4 game that we either know is coming or is rumored to be coming that is not first party? Like that wouldn't no. be... Like, nope. Right. 
So I just I just don't see myself really caring this year. So so Days Gone is coming out now. April I think it got delayed too. Um, we thought Last of Us was going to be June. That that's so. Does this mean Last of Us is not coming out even next year? Like I wonder if they're not even going to have yeah. an E three. I'm like, oh my god, when are we going to play Last of Us two? Maybe it's not till 2020, and then Death Stranding is like 2025. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So I uh, that that is what really. Makes me wonder, what does this mean for Last of Us 2 and what does this mean for Death Stranding? Whatever the hell it is. Um, and then there's the Ghost of Tsushima, which we assumed was going to be like a, a fall game. Like, we, we thought it was going to be Last of Us 2 in June, Ghost of Tsushima in the fall, Death Stranding sometime in 2020, and then the new system comes out either hopefully with Horizon 2 or really close Horizon 2 and then Spider-Man 2 right after that and then just go from there and then God of War 2. Oh my God! I just I, now I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <sighs> All right. One thing that doesn't suck, Sean. You know what that is? What's that? It's that no. On November fifteenth, Sean, the PlayStation turned turned. It got turned turnt. up. It turned up to the tune of five years old. So the PS4 is five years old. They've now sold over 86 million units. Can you do the math here real quick? Get your thing. I don't need it. 778 million games over 86 million consoles. So nine per console. About, yeah. Still seems low when you got PS Plus. So I I just, I don't know what that means. I think it means, I was going to say physical, but not even physical. It means nothing now. I think it's, it must be well, games that you paid for is what it must mean, right? I would think not, so. Not PS Plus. It, it must factor out PS Plus, I would think. Probably, yeah. The top five best-selling games, not... This is just alphabetical order. GTA. Call... Of Duty. Uh, Black Ops 3. Call... Of Duty. World War 2. FIFA 17. FIFA... 18. GTA 5. I guarantee GTA 5. GTA 5 is the top. Like, I can't even be close. The most popular titles on PS4 have been Call of Duty Black Ops 3, FIFA 17, FIFA 18, Fortnite, of course, and GTA 5. The most downloaded PS Plus games were Black Ops 3, Destiny 2, Friday the 13th, Just Cause 3, Mafia 3. The rarest PS, the rarest PS4 model is obviously the 500 million, whatever, the, the, the beautiful PS4 Pro thing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, it's just crazy. Like, I cannot believe the PS4. It seems like it came out forever ago. It also seems like it came out a year ago. Yeah, it still seems like. I mean, now it almost feels like it's just now getting more commonplace. Whereas when you got it, it was like, oh my god, you have a PS4. And then I got it like a year later, and even I was like, oh my god, I have a PS4. Like, it still seemed like such a big deal. But yeah, it's been five. That system has been around for five years. That just blows my mind. But and I had nothing to play on it other than I got Call of Duty Ghosts. That was the last Call of Duty I played all the way through. There's nothing else to play. And I had a PS Plus game. Was what's it called? Resogun. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that. So good. Um, happy birthday, PS4. Happy birthday. All right, Sean. Yes, sir. Now, this is interesting. Like I said, I don't like Xbox, but let's talk Xbox. Rumors say 
that Microsoft is releasing a diskless, which is hard to say, Xbox One. This comes from IGN. A recent rumor suggests that Microsoft is considering a new Xbox One SKU that removes <laughs> the disk drive as a cost-reducing member. <laughs> Measure. <laughs> as reported by Thurot, this console would very much be part of the Xbox One family of devices and not the next-generation group of hardware that would compose Scarlet. This rumored Xbox One is, is expected to, release, to be released sometime in 2019. Stop looking <laughs> Possibly as early as the spring and sell for $200 or less. The rumor also maintains that any Scarlet consoles would end up coming later sometime in 2020. A revised Xbox One SQ is also rumored to be in development. Retaining a disk drive while allowing Microsoft to sell the hardware to reduce rate by adjusting other components. Components. They suggest the Xbox One X family. X and S. Just <laughs> God. It would be comprised of three units. Xbox One X, Xbox One S, and the rumored disc-less Xbox One. Another part of the rumor involves Microsoft opening up a disc-to-digital program that lets players who already own Xbox One games on disc to take them to participating real, real retailers. <laughs> Realtors. <laughs> The Microsoft Store is specifically mentioned to trade the physical copy in for a digital download. Keep in mind, all this is heavily rumored. Microsoft has been busy, blah, 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 blah. So, it looks like Microsoft is going to release a disk-less Xbox One next year. Under 200 bucks, it won't be an Xbox One X. It would be the S. You know, it will not be 4K and teraflops out the wazoo and all that other stuff. But if they really do a program where they're like, (laughs) it's interesting though, if they do a program where it's like, you can trade in your Xbox One discs for digital copies, why are you buying a new console unless your Xbox One just dies? But I think this is them testing the waters because we've, we've, we all know the rumors that the, the Scarlet is going to have a super-powered Xbox and a super-powered cloud <coughs> Xbox that will be cheaper because everything will be in the cloud. You'll just have like a little Apple TV or something. Um, I think this is interesting. I think it's interesting and it makes perfect sense. Like I remember, I mean, it's been, I don't know, six, seven years now. Maybe, I don't know. But when Apple first came out with the MacBook Air. Yeah. And how tiny it was. And it didn't have a CD no drive. No USB like, drive. What do you, yeah. How do you do anything without a yeah. CD drive? And I was like, oh, you don't need Who it. Needs drive, I don't yeah. have one on my work right. laptop. It didn't even occur to me until probably earlier this year that I didn't have a CD drive on that thing. I'm like, oh, yep. yeah. Like, what? But you don't need it. I've never needed it. I don't have a disk drive on my iMac at home. Like, my car doesn't even have a disk player. Like, what? This seems like such antiquated technology at this point that I wouldn't be surprised if PS5 and Xbox 2 are that way. I don't think they yeah. will have a disk drive. It just, there's no need to have it. Now, I don't know about cost save. I mean, I'm sure it does, it has to save money, but at the same time, look how much thinner the MacBook got just because you didn't have to put a disk drive in it. Yeah. Like, now, the size of the PlayStation and the Xbox or whatever aren't that size because it needs a disk drive. But, right. I mean, it's that much more space that can be used for whatever else teraflops. to put your teraflops in there. But <clears throat> it makes 
total sense. And I think it's a sign of things to come. But also think about like <clears throat> PC gamers. Like when was the last time if you if you actually listen to us and you're a PC gamer, thank you. Um, when was the last time you bought a physical like disc game? Like I can remember I had Half-Life 2 on disc. That was in 2004. That was probably the last PC game I have on disc. Yeah. And I, I lost it. Also, I don't have a PC, so like, like I, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, I, I, I like, like, Jess and Rasan. Everybody makes fun of me because I still like Blu-rays. Like, I like to have my Blu-rays. Like, I say I'm way past that. I don't. I think I own maybe like three Blu-rays, but I have like boxes and boxes of, of DVDs. Games. No, oh, DVDs. Well, okay. That I was so oh, proud I've of that collection. DVDs and Blu-rays. Now I'm just like, what do I do with these? They'll never come out of the box that they're sitting in right now. I don't. It's like before I wanted to have them on display, and I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want these. I don't want to get rid of them, but I also don't want them. Yeah. I don't see any reason why games won't go that same path, where there's just no need to have them anymore. I have wrestling pay per views on DVDs. I'm like, I have the network. <laughs> these should just go in the garbage right now. Like I have yes. WWE Network. What am I doing? Yeah. Um. But I, I, I like. There's something. I don't know if it goes back to me just being an old man. Hashtag Team Young Logan. Uh. Whether it's popping a cartridge in or you know and then put whatever it is there's something that's to me i think it's like i don't really own something unless i have something physical to hold like like you could own quote unquote own like any digital game you own you don't really own you know that right like you just own it as long as the publisher retains the rights to destiny or ninja turtles or whatever it is when they lose the rights they could say well you can't play this game anymore friday 13th whatever like but if you have a physical disc you can put in, not connected to the internet, and just play God of War or Horizon or Breath of the Wild on the little the, the cartridge that doesn't taste good, whatever, like <laughs> it's just different to me. But I do I definitely think that eventually I'm going to have to get with the times and say like I don't I don't think the PS five will have no optical disc, but it won't surprise me if they come in two different SKUs to say Physical or no physical. Save fifty bucks if you just download your games. And it's like, well I mean, I mean my internet's you. good enough, I'll just I'll just download it, whatever. I'm with you. Like it didn't even cross my mind to buy Spider Man digitally or God of War digitally. Like I wanted the disc. But then there are games like well, you have Sonic Mania like, that why? you could buy right. physical or digital. And with yep. those, I'm like, just digital is fine. So it's something there's this weird distinction about like the higher uh, not higher quality, but the more, you know, like the, the true, like triple a. Yeah. Yeah. I, for whatever reason I want the disc. No, I know, but that's, that's going to change. It is. Yeah. And eventually it's just gonna be like, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the next generation does not have a disc drive. I guarantee if we talk to PC players, like they remember a time where if they're our age, they remember where they were like, they got Half-Life 2 on disc or whatever, yeah. and they were like, uh, I mean, I can't imagine ever just downloading games, but it's like, literally, if you have a PC, you don't own one physical game. You just Probably, don't, period. Yeah. Um, and eventually, that's going to make it, because, I mean, all these these consoles are just, they're, they're just PCs now anyways. Basically, yeah. With, with a cool logo on them. <sighs> I'm an old man. Uh, Sean, 
Yes. Do you remember when we made that cool video about when we predicted our uh, N64 Mini, what the console would look like and the games that would be on it? I do. You do? I do. Well, guess what? Steven Totillo Kotaku says, you guys suck. That's not a direct quote. This comes from Kotaku. Nintendo's holiday lineup does not include a new retro console. A surprise for fans and media who expected the 2016 NES Classic and the 2017 SNES Classic retro consoles to be followed by a 2018 Nintendo 64 Classic. That's us. That is us. This is us. Richie, this is us. This is we. Richie feels to me isn't one to announce new products on the fly during an interview, but he made it sound like the window for Nintendo doing such a device is closed for now. Quote, we were clear when we did the first two classic series that for us, this is us, these were limited, these were limited time opportunities that were a way for us as a business to bridge the conclusion of Wii U as a hardware system to the launch of Nintendo Switch, he said. Quote, that was the very strategic reason we launched the NES classic system, unquote. I mean, end of quote, whatever. Unshun. Reshun. <laughs> the Wii U had been fading fast by early 2016, and the Switch. This is uh, uh, Kotaku. Switch didn't launch until early 2000. Didn't launch till early 2017. Quote. So while consumers may have been anticipating something, we view these as a limited time opportunities. We've also now been very clear that as the consumer looks forward to engaging with our classic content, that is going to happen more and more with the subscription service. Kotaku asked, would you rule out an N64 classic coming? Reggie says, I would not rule something out ever, but what I could tell you is certainly that's not in our planning horizon. Zero Dawn. So they're they're buying the rights to Horizon Zero Dawn. Well, this sucks. Sean, I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked that we haven't seen it already, and I'm shocked that it's just not happening. Like, I thought for sure... They were going to go bang, bang, bang. Three years in a row, three classic consoles. I, they, I didn't think they would ever go further than the N64, but I think the N64 is old enough that it can, that it can be considered a classic console. This, this shocks me, I got to say. What do you think? Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn. <laughs> That's a nice little audio spike there uh, as I shove the microphone into my face. <sighs> I know when we did our SNES mini prediction, part of me was like, it makes sense that they would do this, but I don't think we'll be that lucky. And then they did it. And I was like, holy crap. We bit off more than we could do. And so I got my hopes up that when we followed that up with N64, like it's inevitable. It'll be coming. And it may still, but I never bought the NES classic. I didn't buy the SNES classic. I probably wasn't going to buy the N64 classic, but it still sucks that at least as of right now, it doesn't seem to be coming. Uh, I mean, I think we were lucky to get the first one. Like, hats off to Nintendo. Awesome idea. And then the fact that they were smart enough to follow that up with the SNES, now it's like, okay, they're getting it. And then they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that in 64. At least for right now. They may still do it at some point, but it sucks. I I thought for sure we were going to see it and it's almost like if they're not doing it now it ain't happening it's probably yeah. not happening yeah. so that sucks it, it's just so weird because it's not even like <laughs> i don't have nostalgia in my bones for the n60 i was going to say i was going to do the Colin thing in my balls <laughs> but 
I wanted this console. Like I wanted yeah. a little cute little N64 and I wanted the weird ass freaking, you got to have three hands to hold the controller controller. And like, I wanted to somehow for them to get the rights to it, just one wrestling game, just one wrestling game would have made that console worth it. Um, it just, it just, it, it sucks that it's not happening. Um, but I mean, they put out two of the greatest, two of the five best consoles ever made. And the N64 is not on that level. Yeah. So I get it. I mean, the N64 is wrestling, Zelda, Mario, Mario. Zelda. That's it. That's it. There's nothing. And Castlevania 64. Su- well, I mean, and that sucks too. If you go back. And to Smash like, and Mario Party. I mean, those have all gotten better. Well, that's subsequent right. systems. But yeah. And I don't think Zelda has gotten better. Well, I do. Because uh, if you God, look at my top. I mean, list. I clearly don't. But uh, that's tough. But yeah, it sucks. But still, go watch our N64 mini prediction special for yes. whenever it comes out. All right, next up, we got a couple quick items here. Sean, I love sales numbers. Do you? Yes. All right, so NPD for October is out. What do you think was the best-selling game in October, Sean? Grand Theft Auto Five. No. Crap. It didn't uh, make the top Call 10. of Duty 4, Black Ops 4, whatever. High fist. Yeah. <laughs> Number two was GTA. It didn't make oh, the top Red, 10. Uh, yeah. Red Dead? Yeah. Okay. Number two is Red Dead Redemption 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, NBA 2K19, Super Mario Party, yeah. Soul Calibur 6, FIFA 19, Spider-Man, Madden 19, WWE 2K19. Do you Call, have that? What? 19. 2K? WWE. WWE. No. <laughs> 19. 2K. WWE. <laughs> I saw a commercial that it's on sale. I think it was just a Black Friday thing, but maybe you can... Uh, you do. Those on sale for thirty. I'm bucks. not buying it. I'm never buying that game again until they go back to the N64 style yeah. wrestling games. I'm not buying it again. That sounds like a game I would have more fun playing with other people, but, but not online. Be, we'll do one let's play. Like that was fun, and then you're like, then, well, yeah. I'm never gonna. Play we'll get another yeah. thirty thousand views on it, and <laughs> and then never play it again. So of course, Call of Duty won't die, and the thirty seconds I played it at Extra Life when I got one kill was fun, and then I was like, I can't find a guy. I'm Oh, there. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, there. I'm dead. Well, okay. <laughs> I hate this game. Um. So, year to date, what's the best-selling game of the year? What do you think? GTA Five. I'm going to always say that. Don't overthink it. Uh, Call of Duty. Black Ops 4. Wow. What do you think number two is? Don't overthink it. Red Dead. Yes. Number three is Far Cry. Huh? Number four is Spider-Man. That's freaking... That, that game... That game... <laughs> I'm I'm very happy. Number five, NBA 2K19. Number six, God of War. Hurts my heart a little bit, but still, I'm I'm ha- I love both those games. Number seven, Monster Hunter World. Number eight, Madden 19. Number nine, GTA. Okay. Number ten, Call of Duty World War Two. So it's mm-hmm. like, the Call of Duty's just like, we don't even need to make a single player mode. We'll charge you sixty bucks to do freaking uh, battle royale, which I'm gonna buy. PUBG. Are you buying it officially? Probably I may just come suck. over and play it. No, here first no, we see. need a let's play. Just spend thirty <laughs> bucks, we can do a let's play. Um, like <laughs> Black Ops doesn't even have a campaign. Here's sixty bucks for zombies and battle royale. Okay, I'll do it. Like it's already it's, zombies. It's been out for like two weeks in October, and it's the best selling game of the year. What in the hell? No, if it ain't broke. Don't break it. And so on. 
One more item here, and then we'll get to everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Sean, do you remember Blazing Chrome? No. Uh, yeah. Think. Go back in your mind's eye. Blazing Chrome. Is it I'm, like a... I'm trying to get us codes for it. Is Have it like heard Streets of Rage yet? kind of thing? Is no. it like beat em up? But it's uh, Hardcore 2, basically. Remember the Contra game? <gasps> oh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming out in early 2019. Hopefully, the trailer is playing right here. Uh, it looks amazing. It literally looks like Contra Hardcore on the Genesis Part D. It's coming out for PS4, PC, and Switch at launch. Early 2019, we think it's coming out in January. I'm going to try to get us codes. I, I, I'm I, buying that game. Sorry if you guys are like, well, they're going to buy it. We don't need to give them codes. <laughs> I get like, them a code now. I want that game so bad. I guarantee that game will have uh, like a 30 live cheat or something. It looks so good. Hopefully, you guys are seeing it here in the trailer. I don't know how long the trailer is if I'm still talking, but like, it looks so good. It's coming out early 2019. I cannot wait to play that game. Blazing Chrome. Basically, Counter Hardcore 2 for the Genesis. I can't wait to see it. Sean, are you excited for that? I am now. I forgot about it. But. You know what else I'm excited for? What? <gasps> it's a time of the week when we play the... <gasps> it's the back of the box challenge. challenge. If you didn't know, the back of the box challenge is how we end the podcast here every week that we decide to podcast here on the two-player co-op podcast. What this game is is we read the back of the box aloud. I mean, come on. We all know how to play. Come on. If you it's don't in, know, it's in the name. then go back. We read the back of the box. The other player bleep out stuff, and they guess the game. That's the back of the box challenge. Now, you were excited about your pick. I'm going to go first because okay, I'm excited. Because I need water, so yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Every night at the stroke of 12, the blank night. The shovel night? The I'm not going to say his name. Even Plague Knight? King Knight? No, I'm going to say his name. The Blank Knight. Pumpersnickel. Pe- pe- Peppy? Pepper- Le Pew? Pepperuchow. Pepperoni? Pepperuchow. And his world spring to life to the delicate singing voice of the Blank Fairy Princess. Suddenly, Navi? Suddenly, the princess is kidnapped by a mysterious villain and an evil spell is cast. Now, Pepper must rescue the princess before daylight. Pepper? I mean, apparently the shorten his name to Pepper. Okay. Uh, Pepper Pepper must rescue the princess before daylight or there will be no tomorrow in this magical world of blank. And then there's like some bullets. Is a magical world of blank the name of the game? No. Is this a licensed property? No. Hmm. Hmm. By the way, so I, I came out here earlier to turn the heat on. When I opened that door to go outside, all of a sudden a wasp like went boom, boom like landed on my shoulder and like, was like dead oh. like because it was, it was too cold or something? or something like it landed on my shoulder and i was, almost died Did i screamed squish like, it i screamed like oh yeah i killed <laughs> but i screamed like a little girl um is this a 16-bit game no eight no oh, oh 32 yes okay is it part of a series mm. i think it is hang on Go go ahead with your bad self. Mm-hmm. What? Go ahead with what? Your bad self. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way I know how to go ahead. Um, um. Well, that didn't help. Well, this oh, is weird. Okay, it's part of a series. Is it Konami? No. Capcom. No. Sony. No. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Is it still? Well, you didn't know it was a series. Is the developer still around today? Yes. Okay. Um. Is this a Nintendo game? No. I wish we recorded all these podcasts live so I could look at the chat. Um. So is this series that you didn't know was a series still around today? What was the question? <laughs> is whatever this series is still around today? Uh, no. Was this a console exclusive? On the 32 era? Uh, yes. To a Sega console? Yes. Oh. Is this a Sega game? Hang on. You're you're faking. No, I'm reading something else now. Oh boy. Okay. So what was the question? Is it a Sega game? Yes. Okay, thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh 32X? No. Saturn. Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. Does this uh star a red echidna? No. Was there a Knuckles game on Saturn? Chaotix. Oh, no, never mind. We're on Saturn. <laughs> never mind. Sorry. All right. Uh, do you play as a dragoon? Do you, you ride do a not. dragoon? Is there a dragoon? <laughs> There's okay. not a dragoon to my knowledge. All right. Uh, okay. So it's a second game, Saturn. Oh, God. Do we own this? I don't believe so. Oh, oh my! Do you, is this a Zelda-like game? No. Oh damn it! What are you thinking? Legend. Oh, we own that. Yeah, I know, but I was like, okay. Oh, I no, we definitely we own, own that. that. Okay. So this was part of a series, though. It, was this the first game in the series? It was. Did this series make it to the no. Dreamcast? Okay. There was a sequel, and it was also on the Saturn. Is this a role-playing game? No. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Is it a fighting game? No. Is this a... Why, were you, why would you be excited about this? Why would you be excited about this game? Mainly just because it's a game I forgot about. But we didn't own. No. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we did not. Let me let me check some of the bullets here. Yeah, check. Give me some bullets. Stunning cinema quality, SGI rendered characters and oh graphics my. create an amazing 3D world. Mm-hmm. Um. So is this played third person or first person? Third. Would you shoot the bullet through my head? Through my head. All right. I want to bleep this word out, but if I read the rest of the bullet, there's no point in having bleeped it out. You suffered enough, so I'll just give it to you. Oh, I thought not that not the line. game, but... I thought that was the line. You suffered <laughs> you enough. You suffered enough. All right. It's anything but child's play. 
Maneuvering through huge household items, enemies, and treacherous furniture demands strategy and split-second timing. And then tons of well-hidden rooms are stuffed. Are you alone in this game? In the dark? No. Damn it. Tons of well-hidden rooms are stuffed with straight... Cash j- oh, it's... they. Went on two different lines. Strategic. It's S T R E J I C. It's S T R A T E dash new line G I C. Strategic power ups. Be careful. Nothing as easy as it seems. That didn't really help you. Is this a three D platformer? <gasps> What's that freaking? Are you a knight? You are. You're. Oh. You got oh. it. Is it Clockwork? It is Clockwork Knight or yes. whatever. Yes. We did not own that. I don't think. No. But to me, that's like such a. Can I see it? It's such a pretty, it is like sadder, like yes, that and Panzer Dragoon and like Knights into Dreams. So there was a sequel. Yep, I did not know there. So was what a I sequel. was reading, okay, is that so there was a sequel, Clockwork Night Two, and it says a second sequel, the working titles for which included Clockwork Night Three, Penguin War, oh. and Clockwork Night Puzzle used gameplay similar to the Bomberman series, but never made it past mm. the beta stage. Another sequel titled Night and Night, like n- Night, like mac and mm, apostrophe, pork and beans, pork and beans, Night and Night, was scheduled to appear on the GameCube, but never released. Wow. No, we never, I don't, I don't think we ever even played that. I'm wondering if we played it. I, I think feel like maybe we played it. like a demo. Maybe there's a demo that came with some game because oh. I feel like I played it, but I don't really remember renting Saturn games. I feel like it was, but I'm also pretty sure we didn't own it, but I feel like we I didn't played own it. it. We so it must have been a demo that came with something, but it was pretty for Saturn, wasn't it? It was very it was like 2.5 D. Yeah, it was like, like very clunky. Yeah, like, he's like, oh. <laughs> Exactly, but uh, yeah. So all I really bleeped out was what made me get. Well, how did I get it? Every night at the stroke of twelve, the wind-up night, Pepperochu, Pepperochu, a delicate singing voice of the Clockwork Fairy Princess. But yeah, shout out to Fairy Princesses, Clockwork Night. All right, you ready, Sean? Yeah, good, good, great, great. Fantastic. All right, which one? Um, yeah, I'm going to do this one. Ready? I love how you have multiple games lined up, and you're like, well, he stumped me, so I'm no, going to go I'm with like this all, one. No, <laughs> like the five I have lined up are pretty, they're, they're all pretty easy. Yeah. Ready? Ready. Thousands of blank are on the loose. Marching penguins. <laughs> this game is too easy. Lemmings. Okay. Wait. Ne- next game. Is it really? Yeah. Thousands of lemmings are on the loose, <laughs> marching towards extinction unless you can save them. Blah, blah. This was stupid. I was like, as soon as I read this, I was like, this game, this is stupid. All right. Let's try this one. All right. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Venture back to blank. What? Venture back oh. to blank in an age of Hyrule. magic and hero. Is it? Majora's Mask. No, that's not Hyrule. Can I read the game? Oh, Link Between Worlds. I don't know. Just keep going. The predecessors of blanket blank face monsters on the march when a menacing magician. Oh, Minish Cat. Nope. Takes over the kingdom. Only you can prevent oh, his four evil swords. plot from. You, you suck as a Zelda fan. <laughs> from shattering the land of Hyrule. 
In your quest, you'll venture into Twisting Maze's dungeon palaces. Is it Link to the Past? Yes. Oh, because Agony. Yeah, yeah. Back when they were like, oh, Ganon's not in this. Test your metal with mighty swords and magical. Uh, spoiler alert, Sean, who's Aghanim? He's a Ganon. Yeah, he's a <laughs> Ganon. Okay, so I, okay, well, I just, you let me, let me read the whole thing. Because this is just, it makes me so happy just to read this. Venture back to Hyrule, Link to the Past, and an age of magic and heroes. The predecessors of Link and Zelda face monsters on the march when a menacing magician takes over the kingdom. Only you can prevent forest, forest fires. <laughs> His evil plot from shattering the land of Hyrule. In your quest, you'll venture into twisting mazes, dungeons, palaces, and shadowy forests. Test your metal with mighty sword. The, the alliteration. There's a lot of alliteration. Mighty swords and magical weapons. Or heft a boulder and hurl it at your enemies. That required its own sentence. If the going gets tough, dive into a river. You can swim to escape. Learn powerful spells. Locate magical artifacts artifacts, and solve the mysteries of the evil magician in the hidden realm of Hyrule. The exciting Super NES sequel to The Legend of Zelda and The Adventure of Link uses 16-bit power to create a quest so colorful and detailed. You don't play it. You, you don't just play it. it. You live it. Yeah, live it. Is Clockwork Knight basically knack? It's probably sad. <laughs> it's knack, but just like this, God, this game is just. It's so good. It's just, it's just perfect. Okay, so you got two for the price of one. Good job. It's Black Friday after all. It is Black Friday. Well, not for y'all, but for us. It's, it's way past Black Friday. Hey, that was fun. You know what else was fun, Sean? Episode 115 of the two-player co-op podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you didn't hit the beginning, we have a, we have a merch store. So go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. Now you have to put it in. I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> if I do this, it, it's required. Uh, to check out the merch, um, you're too late. We did 10% off for Black Friday, but it's way too late. You're not even saying that. Are you trying to find something? I was looking for a hat. What was the hat I threw last time? I guess I, I guess I was wearing a hat that day. Well, that was very loud. That'll work. We are part of the Nerd 901 family, so go to Nerd 901 oh. to bring nerds together in Memphis and around the globe. Uh, the globe? <laughs> <laughs> it's glove. YouTube.com slash Blurred Without Fear. Go check out Ernie. He is like this uh, close to getting to 15,000 subscribers. Ernie is our brother from another mother. Um... I mean, we, we love him. You know that. You, you should know by now. Just go subscribe to his channel if you haven't already. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Kevin White. He's at Real Sean White. Together, we're at two player underscore two player co op. Uh, we have a Facebook page that we stopped updating again at facebook.com slash two player co op gaming. Thank you guys so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun for episode 115. Come back next week for episode 116. Yes, that's right. Two weeks in a row. But Sean, until then, go ahead and take us. <laughs> out thank you for what playing. was that I don't know I feel like I gotta toss it I thought you were gonna throw it at the thank camera thank you for it's gonna be well I'll just do it now thank you for playing <laughs> didn't even show up on <laughs> it's hard to throw yeah let me try this hey guys bye bye snap swank